I think people think I'm really motivated all the time, but I'm actually really lazy. Find yourself going, oh, sorry, it's a bit of a mess. You've literally just cleaned it for 30 minutes. Clutter affects us so much mentally more than we realize. Sometimes you do need other people believing in you because it's hard to do it yourself. We set really high expectations on ourselves, but it's about setting up systems and routines so you can keep on top of the chaos. I've never, ever walked into a friend's house and gone, oh, it's a bit messy. I have more time to talk to my plan if I want to talk to it for half the day, you know? You've quickly realized your life is different to before. Long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor. Modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray, but trying as it is, we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's remove the stigma, talk candidly and have some fun. The more you listen, the more you'll realize you're not the only one. Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. Just a few years ago, the world became seemingly obsessed with organisation. And it happened overnight. We all started culling our wardrobes, thanking our old clothes as we turfed them and clearing out all of the storage options at Kmart. Fast forward to now and outside of the hype, all we really want is a practical way to stay on top of the chaos because it goes a lot deeper than clutter and a clean house. But with the madness of raising a family, working and just generally living life, is it really that simple? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I have an amazing guest with me today, all the way from Sydney. Say hi to the incredible Chef Pace. Hello. Thank you so Hello. much for having me. It's so good to even just chat to you again. It feels like forever. I know, it really does. And, you know, we were just talking about the whole lockdown situation and how absolutely wild it is that you've been stuck inside. Because last time I saw you, we were drinking cocktails outside. I was being a drink bitch for your kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were. Harper went like you wrapped around her finger. I know, but I was absolutely okay with it. So cute. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, bless. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how are you doing? We were just talking about, you know, the whole transition back to reality. I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with it. How are you feeling? Yeah. As I was saying, like with, um, with, you know, my business to face planners, I'm lucky because we're an online store. So we never had to shut down because obviously e-commerce still has to go ahead. So I had that little bit of sense of normality where I could go to work and go home. Um, but it was hard, like, especially hard for the kids, just like, nearly half of the year and I couldn't imagine what Victoria has gone through like my family is from Victoria it's been horrendous for them it's just yeah it feels like so surreal and even just like going to get my head on the other week I was like oh my god it's so special like I felt so fresh <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah it just it makes you appreciate the little things a lot more than what you ever have like I think we just it's so easy to take you know small things for granted like we're humans and we get used to and we get accustomed to our routines and stuff so I think obviously it was not the best, but I feel like if anything I can take away from it, it's just to appreciate literally everything more, even just going out to dinner with the family, going to meet friends for coffee, like seeing your friends and family. So as much as it was horrible, I definitely has kind of opened my eyes a lot more though. Mm. I think we, you know, particularly here in Queensland, we were so lucky, you know, we had a few lockdowns and whatnot and everybody's been affected in some way. But I even find with me, it's made me go, okay, no, I'm going to say yes. Even if I don't particularly feel like going out for dinner, like what a luxury that I can. And I think it's all about perspective, right? 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, I'm a bit of a hermit. Like I love my house. I just like to be at home. I'm a bit lazy like that. But I think, as you said, yeah, saying yes more. And um, even this Saturday, we're actually going out for my birthday, one of my staff members' birthday. It's like a joint thing. And I'm just so excited Ooh. to get dressed up and not being like an yeah. oldie and look like a homeless person. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that you, you're more of a homeless chic, just quietly. Oh, so thank you, thank think, you. Um, uh, so obviously you have two beautiful girls and your husband. How old are Harper and Willow now? So Harper is five. She's going to big school next year, which is very scary to me. I'm not ready for it personally, but she's so ready. Like she, And it's funny because Harper, you've seen her, like she's so tall. So people think she's like eight and she's yeah. not. And yep. um, then Willow's three, turning four in December. So they're very close together. They're literally 20 months apart. They're both born on the 7th. Oh, my God. That's so wild. Hey. Yeah. Crazy. I, I think when you talk to influencers or when people watch influencers, they're like, oh, you know, their, their life is so easy and, and everything's so glossy and shiny. And you're really great about talking about the reality of things. But have you had that moment or what, if I say to you, what was that moment when you really realized you're a mum? where they go, oh, you know, have kids, they said, and you're like, fuck, this is my life now. Do you have I'll one take, of those that Yeah, I do. Actually, it was when Willow was a baby. So this is obviously Willow. Harper, she's done lots of fun things, but this was like hilarious. So Willow was oh, a couple months old. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she, I think... Someone rang the doorbell. I think it was like the post lady or something. So I picked her up and I like took her to the door with me. And then I opened the door and the lady gave me the weirdest look. And I was like, hey, going. And because she seemed so standoffish, I'm just someone who naturally likes to make people feel more comfortable. So I started chatting to her for ages. And you could tell she was super uncomfortable. And I was like, what is this lady's problem? Why doesn't she like me? Like, what have I done? Anyway, so then I shut the door and I came back inside. And then I looked at Willow and Willow literally, no joke, had a clump of baby shit just on her head. (laughs) And just sitting on her head, on her forehead, just sitting on on my, and I looked at my arm and I had shit all up my arm, but I was mortified because she literally had a whole clump of it on her forehead. And I was like, how did that get from, like, obviously your nappy to your forehead from, like, a few metres? Like, how did that even happen? And I was so embarrassed. Oh, my goodness. It was so funny, but... I love that, like, how do you even approach that situation as the person who's looking at the kid with shit on their head? They're just like, um, cool, 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 cool. And I was like, and I made her stay for ages because I wanted her to be comfortable and then I made it worse. She's probably like, is this a normal occurrence around here? Like, what the fuck is going on? She's she's probably like, I'm never having children. (laughs) Oh, man, isn't that just the epitome, though? And the problem is, though, you get so used to it. You're just like, oh, I've got shit on my my yeah. head and my yeah. head and all over me and oh, this is my life now it's just a regular tuesday <laughs> uh, <laughs> have kids they said it'll be beautiful oh, they said isn't it funny it's so oh, funny man. love that for us now obviously you have sort of emerged into this organization queen and you're just doing so many amazing things and we were just talking before like obviously the planning business you've come out with some new products which I have pre-ordered yeah girl it's all very very exciting but I think anybody who follows you knows that you have so much advice and you give away so much free advice, which is fantastic. You've got templates and all that kind of stuff. But I really wanted to just, I guess, simplify the process because for someone who, particularly if you've got young kids, right, it can be really overwhelming to go, where the hell do I start in trying Mm. to 
keep my house clean because yeah. children are terrorists when it comes to just yeah. destroying clean houses and making a mess. So where do you even start? Yeah, and it's definitely, I think, if you're a mum or even just you live in a cluttered house, it can be so overwhelming. And I think, too, a lot of us watch these Netflix shows and all this stuff, and I think we already, before we even begin, we set really high expectations on ourselves and what our house has to look like 24-7. But the thing is, like, say for my house, for example, like, yeah, it's organised, but it gets trashed every day. Like, my kitchen bench is covered in the afternoon. And it's because I've got kids, I've got shit to do, and that's fine. Like, I think... Firstly, you got to take away that expectation of what you think it's going to be like. It's like, you know, when you're about to go on a holiday or something and you, you build it up in your head and you think it's like this and then like it's fun, but it's never as good as what you picture. Yeah. It's like that. So I feel like we need to firstly, before you even do anything, is remove that expectation on yourself and your family too because at the end of the day, like Ryan's just another child as well, and that's a whole other story, guys. Anyway, I won't get into that today. Oh my god, um, I feel that in my soul. Dan's on crutches at the moment, and I keep to, I keep saying to people, "I'm like me and my three kids." Because <laughs> my goodness, it is. Poor thing. It is. Oh man, oh. but yeah, they are. And this is another thing too. I think people forget that you might have a, an expectation of what clean looks like, but then your partner yeah. might have a different expectation right 100% and Ryan is very different to me but like literally complete opposite but opposites attract hopefully anyway so um yeah but as you said yeah everyone's got their own you know obviously you you live as a family unit but you can't you know expect everyone to be as clean as you are as organized as you are but it's about setting up systems and routines so you can keep on top of the chaos so I firstly always tell people like I don't want you to think of the whole house it's not you know, we, we haven't got, we're not like Marie Kondo. We can't spend the whole weekend doing your whole house. Like that is crazy. Even I wouldn't do that. Like that's insane. Yeah. I love decluttering, but I would never attempt to do a whole house in a weekend. No way. Yeah. So firstly, it's all about, so it's kind of like, I always relate organizing to fitness. And I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but basically like organization and decluttering your home is like fitness. You can't do it once and expect to stay that way. So you can't get fit, mm. you can't go to the gym and then you're like, cool, I'm done. This is it. It's something you have to work at every single day. So it's literally with me. I'm constantly picking up stuff and it's just a habit now. And that's just our life. Unfortunately, being a parent is literally just picking up shit off the floor 24-7. That's pretty much what it is. (laughs) It's a big part of the job description. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So with that, when I say I don't want you to think of the big picture, I want you to, like, that's why I do all these free resources, like the 30-day declutter challenge, because I break it down into, like, achievable tasks every single day. And you don't even have to do it in 30 days. You can spread it out over three months if you want. But once you kind of get into the habit of realising that to have an organised home, it's not about being perfect. It's just about, you know, making your life easier, not being a slave to your own home and to your family and to everyone else. You know, so, for example... I would say declutter a drawer five minutes a day, that cupboard, that bench, and just take literally five to ten minutes a day. It doesn't you be and you get a lot quicker. I'm very cutthroat because we've moved house seven times. Um, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. And at first you yeah. might feel like you hold on to certain things, but I feel like with time, with me, if if I find like a tub of stuff that I haven't seen for ages, I'm like, unless it's like, you know, special wedding stuff or, you know, memories, I will get rid of the whole thing. Yeah, like donate it, whatever, ask my parents if they want it. Because the thing is, if you haven't seen it for that long, why do you need it in your house? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Why do do we need five toasters? Like why? (laughs) 
Just in case the other four break. I mean, <laughs> you never know. I, I love that though. We we actually we've recently renovated and I've got all this shit downstairs. And I said to Dan the other day, I'm like, I think I'm just gonna bin it because yeah. our extension has been finished for like five months. And I haven't gone down there to look for that stuff. So I'm almost just tempted to not even look at it and throw it all out. Just throw it, honestly. And I think a lot of it comes from guilt. And I know, especially like with our, my my mum's generation, they didn't grow up with much. So with them, they're very much about like keeping everything. Like my mum has so much stuff, like it kills my life, but she keeps everything. But that's just, you know, their generation, they grew up having nothing. So for them, it's like savouring everything and which is all well and good. And I'm not saying go out and buy crap and then throw it out. I'm saying, you know, donate it, give it to friends, people that will use it. Um, But the thing is, I think there's a lot of guilt attached to getting rid of stuff because we feel like, oh no, like that's that's a waste. But if you can donate it or give it to someone that's going to use it, like, you know what I mean? Like it's fine. So I think it's a lot of guilt attached that we just have to kind of overcome. And with time, you'll get better at it. Yeah. I think that's such a good thing to bring up though, because I I honestly feel like we overcomplicate the process and then we, yeah, there's so many emotions attached to it, which you think, oh no, it's just cleaning and I just have to get it done. But there's all that shit behind it. Yeah. And you've been really open about your journey with anxiety. How do you find, you know, having this organization or getting into these routines helps with that? Oh, so much. Like, honestly, I've said before, like, I I was actually the messiest teenager. Like, I was horrendous. <laughs> My mom, when I started, like, because it was a few, when I started getting into being, like, really organized and stuff, it was when Ryan and I were in one of our first homes because it was so tiny. It was, like, a one of the one-bedroom units and we had no space. And I had to learn to declutter because I'm, like, I literally can't fit it in this house. And yeah. I, start learn, I started learning, like, organizing tips and, like, how to, like, you know, and just using those command hooks to hang things because we had no room. So that's yeah. kind of where it stemmed from. And then obviously when we moved into the house right now, I was like, oh, my God, I've got so much room. I'm going to put labels on everything. And it was amazing. <laughs> Love that. But having with, you know, have clutter affects us so much mentally more than we realize. Like, yeah. so much. So it's like, for example, say if, you know, you wake up or you even go, it's like when you go down in your kitchen, for example, and you haven't cleaned and it's a shit show. Like, you already feel anxious from the moment yeah. you wake up. You feel stressed because you know that's something you have to deal with later and that's something you don't want to do. So I always like to say it's kind of like looking after your future self. You might not want to do it the night before, like cleaning up after all the kids making a mess. But at the end of the day, it usually takes maximum 15 minutes, if that, mm. and it's going to help you for the next day. So it's really looking after your future self. And for me, when you have no clutter, like less clutter around you, you have more room in your brain, more mental capacity to think about, you know, what you actually want to achieve that day or what you've got to do. You're not worried about all other things like picking up after every all the kids and stuff. So it's definitely, I think it just really helps clear your mind. It's kind of like, you know, when people love to do a big brain dump and you write down all your thoughts, it's like journaling. It's kind of like, to me, it really does connect them two together because it's like, you're clearing it, you're clearing your space and that in turn clears your mental space as well. Absolutely. It reminds me of that meme. I don't know if you've seen it going around where they say, I've been putting off a task for like nine months and then I've I've been stressing about it and I I did it and it took me 15 minutes and I will learn something from this. Yes, you make a mountain out of an anthill like that. Oh my God, it's it's so true. And I think we do, we overcomplicate it because particularly if you do have young kids, you're like, oh, I don't get a chance and I'm busy. And then, you know, your toddler goes to sleep or whatever and you think, I just want to sit down and relax. 
but then you're not actually relaxing. You're sitting there thinking about all the shit yeah. that you need to do instead of relaxing. Yeah. And that's you could right. have done you're it. not being present. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, you're not being present. And that's like it's even like you know what it's like with like working for yourself and stuff. It's like hard to switch off and you've got to really learn that. And it's exactly the same thing, hey. Like you're thinking about, oh, I've got to dig quite of that. I've got to do this. But I think once you've got it as a habit and you literally don't have to think about it because you're just kind of picking things up as you go. Like, for example, like my junk drawer, like it has like a – I have like this um, Ikea, it's a cutlery caddy kind of thing, and it organises the junk drawer to be organised chaos, but it's still an, a junk drawer. It's meant to – yeah, that's what it is. But it still gets completely trashed every couple of months, and that's completely fine. And that's like – I feel like one thing I really hope, and that's why I'm trying to be – I would try to be very transparent with people about that – is I know it can be so easy for mums and women to go across other people's Instagrams and they see this perfect house. Mm. And I'm like, yes, I, you know, I love posting a good picture of my pantry and stuff, but that's why I try to show, you know, the behind the scenes in my stories and that a lot because at the end of the day, like your your home is meant to be lived in. Um, it's not like yeah. a military camp. Like it's meant to be, it, it's meant to get messy and that's normal. And I think, you know, not expecting it to be spotless 24-7 that's going to stop that extra stress as well. Yeah. Because I'm like, what's and the I point think- of organising if it's going to co- cause you more stress? Like, you know oh, what I mean? definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those things too. We, I know I've never, ever walked into a friend's house and gone, oh, it's a bit messy. <laughs> like, particularly if they've got kids. Like, I've never done it. No. And I feel like we put all this pressure on ourselves because we feel like people are going to come over. And I even do it too. Like, even if my house, even if I've run around for 30 minutes trying to clean up and then someone comes over and I'm talking about someone who's not like a close friend, I couldn't give yeah. a shit in front of my yeah. friends, but yeah. you find yourself going, oh, sorry, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. And you've literally just cleaned it cleaned for 30 it minutes. But you're like, oh, no, there's like there's one piece of paper on the <laughs> kitchen bench. It's so messy in here. It's like, have you seen that meme? It's like what you think people are going to do when they come over and they go like along the skateboards with their finger. Like, no, they're not, they're not going to do that. They don't care. And if they are, um, please remove them from your home and your life because nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. We don't need that person. So you've got all these free resources, which I actually love. Like, I think they're absolutely amazing. You've got the declutter challenge, which talks about the 30 day, but then you've kind of got like a bit of a routine when it comes to, working around your house and I think what you touched on before about not making it this huge big thing like going I'm going to clean or declutter or do everything in one weekend because the thing is you're already setting yourself up to fail because who the hell wants to spend their weekend cleaning their house I absolutely don't so for you is it more about going room to room or breaking down those little tasks or like having the same routine each week if someone hasn't seen these templates what would they expect so, for example, like with the cleaning, I've got a cleaning schedule. So, obviously, with this, again, I'm I'm going to say I don't stick to it 100% every single week. Like, I run a business, I have kids, and that's fine. But I think so with my approach to like cleaning and that like housework type of thing, I like to try and focus on like a zone or area every day. So it's like when it yeah. comes to the weekend, I do my house reset and I'm done. But so yeah, for example, like you could do like bathrooms on a Monday, Tuesdays bedrooms, and then Wednesdays like floor and kitchen and stuff like that. And then it kind of you just Set it up in a way for your home and obviously what your life looks like and your children and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, really breaking down the tasks because I know many of us can just spend the whole weekend cleaning and that's not fun. Like you want to be with your family. And the thing is, 
I want people to realize the reason I'm so big on routines and that is because it's actually, as I said, looking after your future self, but by like putting time into organization and your routines, you're actually creating more time later on to actually live your life and be with your family and be with your kids on the weekend and go away if you want to do that. Um, And more time for you too, just to have, you know, if you, if you're into painting or plants like me, I have like a full blown nursery at my house now. Like you could have what you're into plants. I I would never have picked up on that. (laughs) I literally have problems. Like I'm like I need to stop. But it's like I have more time to talk to my plant if I want to talk to it for half the day. You know, like so. I have um I have yeah the cleaning schedule. So and I also have a version on there for people to create their own, so they can download it and then type. Like it actually lets you type on it as well, and then. On the weekend, I do my house reset. So it's all about like, you know, doing my meal plan. So it's like shopping my pantry and my fridge what I already got. And I've always got the magnetic meal plan as I sell. And it's just good because literally people, I think people think I'm really motivated all the time, but I'm actually really lazy. I'm a really lazy person. So that's why I write everything down because then I don't have to think about it. So if I yeah. write down what we're having for dinner, I come home, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, done. Like I'm actually a very lazy human. And I don't think people realize this about me. <laughs> Like, I, I definitely I definitely didn't think that you're a lazy human I <laughs> I'm absolutely not I think I'm a lazy human but I'm the same as you I and that's why like we do meal kits sometimes and it's the same principle because yeah. I just go oh what are we what are we eating tonight like someone's telling me yeah. but it can be again that future self thing like if you write it down on a Sunday and then you get to Wednesday and you're like oh I'll you know I'll pass me decided that we're having this like how much easier is that so much easier and it's the same with like a lot of people ask me how I'm motivated to like work out every day and all that stuff and it's because I've written it all down and I'm like well it's in the book it means I have to do it so I don't think about yeah. it and I just do it and I know it's like that sounds a lot easier than the reality of it especially for people beginning in like the health and fitness and stuff but I think once you just take that extra time to plan everything out then your days are just going to run so much smoother you can use your brain to think about you know plants and kids or whatever you want to think about you can dedicate all the time you need to talking to your plants yeah that's what I want to do in my life and I'm a, I fully support it I think that you should wait follow your dreams follow your dreams now do you do you delegate much to Ryan because I think this is another thing you know a lot of people get stressed out as mums like we take on so much of the mental load and this mm, is something I oh. talk about a lot we're just constantly thinking for everybody all the time. Do yeah. you flick tasks to him and be like, all right, every week you're in charge of this? Or do you physically yeah. have to write him a list as well? Oh, I physically have to write Ryan a list, like actually. Yeah. And I feel like a school teacher, but I know with our, like everyone's relationship is different and some people might just be able to tell their, their partner or whatever. But I felt like with Ryan and I, if I didn't write it down, so I've got like the don't forget list. If I don't write it down, I hate having to nag. I hate nagging. Yeah. Like I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'm not your mother, I'm your wife. And I'm very much like Ryan, our, our relationship is very equal. Um, we both own our own business. We're both bosses. We both contribute to the family. And that means we obviously both look after the house as it should be. Um, so, yeah, obviously as a mum, I do think for everyone all the time. So I do have to do the meal planning and all that stuff because um, I've tried to leave it up to him before and it means we have like takeaway every single night. So I'll just, I'll <laughs> we just take We are exactly that. the same. Yeah. Yeah, we're and exactly the same. And it's yeah. fine. Like I think, um, I think, yeah, just and it is empowering. I feel like for them, it's like when they become a father, I think, 
if you know you allow them to figure out things their own way like being a father like changing a nappy I know I let because I'm very much I think because I've got anxiety too I, I very much have my ways to do things but I knew when I became when we became parents I was like no he he needs to figure it out for himself and that made him more confident as a dad and he's an incredible father and I think it's the same with the housework like obviously they're never going to do it like up to our standard for me but I'm like look I'll write the list you can tick it off then we don't have to get a divorce so it's fine like you know like I just don't I hate nagging like it's my biggest pet and I I don't want to hear myself nag so I'm like it's on the board so every weekend, like, we'll write, if there's, like, some things to do around the house or whatever, we haven't finished things, I'll literally write a list that says Steph, Ryan, and we just do it. I think, too, you've got to take into account that everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. Mm. And Dan is exactly the same. Like, he he will do something if I ask him to do it. Yeah. But he doesn't have the foresight to be like, oh, mm. this needs to be done and just yeah go and action it and he does with some things like you know i'll cook and he'll clean the kitchen not at the moment because yeah. he's he's useless yeah. he's on crackers but you know, <laughs> his part. is he actually um, injured <laughs> yeah for the most part though like if i say to him i'm like okay this needs to be done like he'll do it and yeah. then it is less like i think if you remove that pressure on them and yourself to be like you should just know what to do yeah just write the list and get them to do yeah. it you know they, they make up for it in other ways um yeah. do the girls contribute much in terms of like cleaning their own room like they're still quite young but do you yeah. have those expectations set for them as well well the girls are, I don't know if it's like just their personality so Harper's very like everything has to be perfect she's literally like me now but as a child because when I was a child I was not like that I can tell you that yeah. much I was a willow when I was a kid I was a willow willow is this like crap everywhere yeah. Harper literally every morning she makes she's like help me make the bed and she puts the pillows and everything has to be perfect like yeah. that's Harper so cute um and willow just her room's a bomb but that's fine I'm like I I literally during the week because I usually give their room the decent cleanup on the weekends um and then willows during the week just starts to get really crazy like it's like a big tumbleweed and it keeps adding of clothes and it just <laughs> crawls down the hallway sounds like patents yeah and so we do like usually on a saturday morning or a sunday morning i'll like just start doing the routine like finish the washing um all that type of thing but yeah we will ask the girls and the girls actually enjoy helping like they'll throw the washing down the stairs it's fun so they'll i'll be like girls can you get the washing and they'll throw it down for me and help me put it in the washing machine um, putting the dryer and all that stuff. And even Harper, Harper actually does like helping me like put clothes away and stuff. But it's not like a forced thing. I think because with me, um, it's like I like to, I always have music on. It's always like I like to have that fun environment. I don't know if it's because when I grew up, this is like a whole other story, but when I grew up, um, I have a disabled brother and because he doesn't like to, he couldn't be overstimulated. So I was never allowed to, I couldn't listen mm. to music and stuff growing up. So it's something that now it's funny how things kind of change, but I always have music on like 24-7. So I make it a really yeah. fun environment for them. And it's not like a chore. Like it doesn't feel like a chore to them. And they, they get excited yeah. to help out and stuff. And even like we were doing the gardening last weekend and then the girls were getting involved in helping with that. But they're also like going off and playing on the trampoline. But I think like obviously depending on your kids' personalities and what they're into, definitely try to see if they can help out. Because I know my girls, they really enjoy it. Not every weekend, but. If I can, they'll help me. I think that's a good point too in terms of just trying to make it fun and, and inclusive instead of just being a chore, like go to your yeah. room and clean it or yeah. um, you need to clean up your room. And I think that's that's a habit, right, where particularly as 
kids get older, you're like, well, you can do this. You know, you've got that yeah. responsibility. Yeah. But I know for me, if I put music on and it's, you know, fun, motivating music, I yeah. you, you just yeah. get, you're more productive and you get shit done. Yeah. It's like when you put your, yeah, I've got like a 90s, 90s and 2000s playlist and I always pump that. Oof. Oh, bangers. And yeah, you're like, why does it have to be not fun? Like, why does, I actually quite enjoy when the days where I'm plodding around the house, watering the plants and doing some washing and stuff. Cause I'm like with the kids, we might chill out in the sun for a bit. Like I don't mind doing that because it's not like, I don't see it as like a negative thing. Like obviously yeah. it can be, it can get intense, especially if you've got a few children, like I couldn't imagine that. But I think if we can kind of try and view it differently and get your kids to view it differently, then it's going to change everything. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I'm Yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, I need to do some washing after this. I'm going to put some bangers on. Yeah, girl. Around the house. I love my it. My poor neighbours. Oh, my neighbours. It's funny, my neighbours aren't following me as well. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to my music. <laughs> I love it. So obviously you run a business as well, a very successful business, which is just skyrocketing. And I'm so freaking proud of you because you're just yeah. nailing it everything which is just amazing do you find that you're the same and you just again like here's a shameless plug I've just bought um one of the business planners that are coming out soon they've just went on pre-sale do you find that you just translate those like housekeeping skills if you will over to your business in terms of like writing everything down and doing certain things on certain days yeah, definitely. Like I wouldn't say all aspects because um, like for me, I think one of my biggest insecurities is from like high school, I've never been good with like maths and numbers. Like I can yeah. do it, but I'm not great. And I think I carried that through to me to like being a business owner. And I always kind of felt like, well, I can't do that because I'm not good at numbers. But at the end of the day, I'm like, that's what bookkeepers and accountants are for. So I don't really have yeah. to worry about that. So I think a lot of us, we have all these like um, limiting beliefs that we don't realize we have until we're older. And for me, I didn't realize how much it affected me until I ran this bigger business. And another one for me was um, I don't like conflict of any kind. Like I don't like telling people what to do. But obviously now I have a team, like a full team, got like five or six of us. And I still like, I think I've learned along the way how to be um, me. So I'm silly. I make mm. jokes constantly, like literally the girl's probably get sick of my jokes because all I do is be stupid but when it comes to it like yeah. now I feel comfortable in being a bit more assertive but in a kind way like it's something that I had to definitely grow with but those are my weaknesses I found over time with this business but yeah definitely the positives for that in the organization is yeah I, I'm good at categorizing things um just looking th- looking at things in like categories literally it's, I feel like that's my whole life um so with and obviously I've got you know the social platform side too so with me like for Mondays I like to do meetings and I catch up on new product developments and then Tuesdays I do like payroll and invoices and all that admin boring stuff and then Wednesdays I try to be a little bit more creative and I might be doing some blogs or I might be making new products or I might be filming and then Thursdays is yeah like more product development so I kind of like try to break it up and then Fridays is my day with the kids so I try to follow that because then I feel like it took me a long time to get to that though, mind you. Like it took mm. me a long time to kind of figure out to find my feet. Um, because I've yeah. never I've never ran a product-based business before. Like it's a whole new ball game. And like yeah. I didn't ever expect it to be where it is. My thought was I would just pack some planners on the weekends in the garage. <laughs> so that was what I thought was gonna um, happen. Now you're just uh, casually in a warehouse with multi-staff. <laughs> 
that's such an amazing way for it to come to fruition though like you didn't go in expecting it to be this massive powerhouse of a thing and that's just what it's naturally organically become and I think it's a real credit to you and it it is good to for people to understand that it doesn't just happen like all of this stuff doesn't just come naturally and you still have to find your feet and I think that is the beauty of what you offer is that you provide insights based on your learnings so that other people can you know learn and take advantage of that and maybe not make the same mistakes make different mistakes but just try and go okay well this is what's working for you maybe I'll give that a crack and yeah yeah, like at the end of the day I think it, it is good to show people you know those weak spots and for me I'm I used to be very much, you know, I, my self-talk was quite negative. I used to think I was, like, I've always been good at English and writing and all that stuff, but I always was like, no, you can never do this, you could never do that. And even, like, when I started the planners, I think I always, um, I try not to hype myself up too much in my head because I'm scared I'm going to fail. Like, it's, like, something I've always done. So, like, when I first ordered the planners and I got them, I when we, we sold out in a couple of hours and I was like, that was supposed to last me the whole time. <laughs> What's happening? Launch it. I was like, whoa. Like, I, yeah. So I think it's, you know, you don't want to give yourself a big head, but I think we do. We can all be very hard on ourselves, and I'm shocking for that. And even now, my staff, even this lot of planners, like, like we sold more than half the stock that was supposed to last me to April, and everyone's like, Steph, we need more. And I'm like, no, 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 that's enough. That's all we need. We won't sell that many. And then every time, it happens and I'm like I need to just let someone else choose quantity because obviously it's not my strong point (laughs) and I think that's too like the importance of having good people around you as well because we are so naturally like self-deprecating that it's always that like imposter syndrome or shreds of doubt that hold you back a little bit and that's why you need good people around you to go no like you're the shit Mm. this product is awesome (laughs) You're going to do well. Like just you, sometimes you do need other people believing in you because it's hard to do it yourself. Oh, 100%. And like the team I have now is just absolutely incredible. Like we're all weirdos and I love it. Like we, we have so much fun and they are really good at, um, and I guess like grounding me again because sometimes I get, when like, you know, certain things go wrong or something because I have anxiety, it's good for them, especially Ryan. Like Ryan's always been my rock and like bringing me back down to earth to be like, it's okay, we're going to work through it. And slowly um I've really reached milestones with that and now I'm very good at being like if something's out of my control whereas I used to stress if something's out of my control I'm like well I can't control it so me stressing is going to do nothing so I've definitely come so far with that but absolutely having those people around you um and I think too especially like with the planners because I work on every all of them for like a year over a year because I see them so much and like I know what they're going to look like so I feel like you forget like all these people haven't seen these planners yet and so when I release them and then everyone's reactions always like more hectic than I thought I'm like oh my god they're like they like it (laughs) they like me they think I'm cool (laughs) people love your stuff yeah Yeah. and but it is it's it's again like sometimes you you're just used to you and what you create and what you do that you don't always see how valuable it is. Yeah. Um, and it is. It is important to, I guess, take on that feedback and be like, okay, well, no, this I am doing awesome things because yeah. you are. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm definitely getting giving myself a lot more compassion and I think it's good. Yeah. I think 
I know we've got a lot of like tall poppy syndrome in Australia, but I think it, I feel like hopefully now a lot of us are starting to build more towards like a community over competition, which is absolutely beautiful yeah. to see. Like I know I've actually got some friends who have their own planner brands and we're like, we chat all the time and it's so beautiful to see because I feel like, you know, there's so many women in business and everyone has a different way of offering things. So like, for example, these women who have their own planners, we all have our own takes on them. And I'm like, I think that's great because if someone comes to me and they want a certain planner that I don't have, I'll say, go check out this one. Like, it, that's what we should be yeah. about. And I think in Australia, especially, there's a lot about like, knock, like, oh, if someone's doing well, like tall poppy syndrome, like you're not trying to knock them down. But I don't know. I think we need we need to be able to back ourselves 100%. Um, mm. You know, even like you would feel like it's putting yourself out out there online you need to you need to be able to back yourself because it can be really hard really hard yeah and this is the thing too I think people forget that you can have an amazing product and be fantastic but there is always going to be people who don't resonate with that and don't resonate with you and they'll see value value in someone else's product so you know like you can never and it is same with the online space like there's so many bloggers now right but there's going to be people who love this person and not you. And a lot of the times it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It's just the way that they are. So it's the same with products. And I totally agree with you. I think there is more than enough room for everybody and Mm. people just need to, I guess, center more on going, okay, well, let's work together and let's like promote this space. And then we can all win. Well, that's it. And I think it's like, if you just, if you're so focused on your own growth, and have your own tunnel vision. Like I've always been very much about, I call it tunnel vision, where I'm just like literally all I do is focus on what I'm creating. And even like I'm not yeah. really, um, even like it's bad, but obviously Instagram, I love it and it's part of my job, but I'm actually not on there that much because I'm too busy yeah. creating a billion bloody books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy hanging out with my plants. Yeah. I don't have time for Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think we, I think, yeah. yeah. We just need to not compare ourselves to others and just know, like, yeah. you, we all have our own beautiful gifts and that's what makes us us and we need to embrace that because other people will watch your stuff and find it absolutely amazing and, you know, relate to you. And I think, you know, we just need to be a lot kinder to ourselves as well. Yeah, a thousand percent. And anybody who's doing well is not concerned about what you're doing. You know, they're they're concerned about what they're doing and they'll be happy for you because, you know, they'll be like, yeah, cool, you're working really hard too. And it is, yeah, it's definitely something I think we need to be conscious of. Um, one of the big things that I am a huge advocate for is mum-life balance. I think it's really important. And, you know, I'm sure that for you it's been very scattered in the last few months given that you've been stuck in lockdown for 83 years. <laughs> um, but what is it? I like to call it the me before mummy. Is there something that you do to carve out time to make time for that that real Steph you know the person who she was before kids or just Steph without being a mum and a wife and a business owner yeah I think for me it's funny that you asked that because the Steph before kids she was actually like I feel like I'm a completely different person in a way because I was really like obviously I really suffered with anxiety and I went through a lot of you know binge drinking binge eating and then I went through a lot of like my own struggles with like health with like restrictive eating and all that horrible stuff but I feel like my interests have completely changed but in saying that I do definitely make sure I make time for myself because for example for me my thing I always wake up at five and it's funny because as a teenager I used to sleep until like 11 like I was not a morning person at all like it was not my thing and now it's 
my me time and I have like a little gym in the garage, which I made because of lockdown, but now I love it. And I just go down yeah. and I feel like I'm such a better mum for it. Like, for example, yesterday mm. I ended up sleeping in a little bit and I woke up with the kids and I just had that massive anxiety because I didn't get to have that even like 20 minutes to myself before they woke up. And, you know, I think it's super important for when, when you wake up, it's like at the start of your day, you need to really be focusing on what your needs are and what you need to fill your cup up before you can serve others. But, you know, when you're a mum, essentially you wake up with the kids and you're straight away worrying about other people. And it's like when yeah. you wake up and you're straight away on social media, like you've already checked out of your own life and you're checking into other people's lives right away. And I think it's yeah. just so important that, you know, you can start to have that boundary with socials and just start, even though it is harder to get up early, and I'm not saying for everyone to do this because, you know, newborns, if you if you still got broken sleep, 100% just sleep woman, go to sleep. But <laughs> if you are able to, even like find time in the afternoons, for example, lately I've been actually, because it's warmed up and we live near the beach, I've actually been clocking off work half an hour early and I'll literally just go to the beach and jump in the water and get out and then come home and I feel so much better. It's like I've washed yeah. the day off and it's, it, it is, it's something I've actually only with that afternoon little ritual. I've only really started doing that in the last few weeks and it's completely changed it because I feel like running my own business or even if you work for someone, a lot of us bring home that stress to our kids. So yeah, it's like it's absolutely. even if you can have five minutes in your car and do a five-minute meditation because it really will, will help you reset for your kids and for your afternoon. And then for me, um, what I was doing with my anxiety a lot of the time during last lockdown I actually was drinking every day I was having a couple wines every single day and like you know that's more than fine but for me I it was going too far like I was having like a whole bottle and that's and that really affected my anxiety and I just wasn't really mm-hmm. present anymore so for me it's really finding those little rituals that can fill your cup up and then you're not going to have to kind of self-medicate with you know binge eating or binge drinking or whatever it is like I feel like a lot of us have something in the afternoon that we need and having Mm. you know whether it's a jump in the pool or going for a quick walk or having a meditation in the car that will really really help yeah and I think too removing that guilt around it around going no I need to go and jump in the ocean or I need to go for a walk or I need to sit in my car and blast aggressive music yes. <laughs> to just, like maybe scream a little bit yeah. I don't know yeah. whatever it is but you're right like we do and and we are 1000% better mums when we take care of ourselves because you have more to give yeah and I do I have a lot I still worry with this like I still get a lot of guilt around the fact that I work for myself and I come to work and I'm, I'm with the kids only on the Friday so I'm Monday to Thursday yeah. I'm working And I had heaps of guilt and I think it's because I had a lot of beliefs that I either like choose work or the kids, but it's not like that and it doesn't have Mm. to be like that. But I had a huge problem with that and I've only just started kind of getting out of that. But it's because I know if I'm not doing this passion of mine and my kids aren't seeing their mum follow their dreams, I'm like, well, what is that? What kind of role model is that? And I know I'll be at home and I probably won't be the funnest person to be around, but I know on Fridays I'm like, yeah, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's go do that because it's my special time with the kids. And it's something I wait for, yeah. like, for the whole week. So I think we just need to stop being assholes to ourselves, really. Oh, we are oh, such ducks to ourselves. Such oh, my God. <laughs> we we all deserve a punch in the face we do. for what we do to ourselves. I wish my brain. Sometimes I'm like, Ryan, can you give me some horse tranquilizer, please? <laughs> I'm just, my, Dan is so chilled and yeah. he, he's the same. He grounds me because I'm like, I'm an overthinker mm. and I go a million miles an hour. And he is just 
I would just love to live in his brain for a day because he's just so chill and he doesn't stress over stuff. And I'm like, how blissful for you. Love that. And And they fall asleep so fast. Ryan literally oh horizontal God. and he's asleep. And I'm like, how are you not stressing about everything? <laughs> um, I'm thinking about a conversation I had in 2010. So <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what, like, what a luxury for you. So unfair. <laughs> I don't know. I hate my brain sometimes. Our brains are amazing, so, but they also suck. Man. And, yeah, being a creative person, I feel like it's ten times worse because you're just like you're constantly a million tabs. Oh, love that for us. Love that. Um, well, thank you to the beautiful Step Pace. You are absolutely amazing. I will put all of your details into the show notes. Thank um, you. I dare say that everybody knows absolutely where to find you, um, but just in case they don't, I'll put all the details there. But thank you so much for joining me. I'm thank so you. excited for everything that you have coming up and everything that you're doing, and um, I really appreciate your insight. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the me before mummy. See you next week.